That was the longest one ever. My bad. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. Oh, man. We're happy to be here. We're excited. It is Friday, right? Friday. Is. Dude, this is like, this is the holiday weekend right Oh, now. my God. Can you believe it? Christmas is here again. What the beep? Dude, <laughs> this has been literally, I was just talking about this on the Crewcast on Monday, which, by the way, we do a podcast on Mondays. Do you guys know that? Mm. It's called the VR Crewcast. Uh, it is hosted by Gamertag VR, who everyone knows and loves, and it features some of the best and brightest names from the VR space, uh, just aka like our small group of homies who all love each other dearly. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun on that show, and on that show, I recently have was talking about my year and just how absolutely insane this year has been for me. Like I traveled so many times, like had a career change, had all kinds of stuff happen, and I have absolutely loved. 2022 this has been a fantastic year for me so um i'm beside myself man i can't believe that a whole year has gone by already bananas 2022 has been nuts yeah it's been nuts yeah. it's been like a you know relatively slow year for vr right but uh for us not even close so. um dude right off the bat bobby carlton like what's up dude first of all like wow. you're the man um we think you're the best dude ever and i'm pretty sure this is an air horn Oh, that is not an air horn. It was not an air horn. <laughs> That's the air horn right there. <laughs> Dude, Bobby Carlton dropping 50 bucks in the super chat right off the bat before we even start the show. Bro, thank you so much, man. That's super generous. And um, we are very lucky to have you in the VR space with us. Uh, and dude, wrestle VR also pow with a five dollars super chat. Skiva, I love you, but still disagree with you. Oh, you get, you and Rezel get into it a little bit. Oh, you no, I mean, I guess not. I didn't think we did. I I love Bobo. He loves Kiwi. Um, and I was saying that Bobo is the is oh, the yeah. best. Yeah, come on, and, uh, yeah, and but I love Kiwi too, so it's all good. You know, yeah, fair it's enough. all yeah, absolutely. I there, love you, Kiwi also. You can't make a bad choice between Kiwi and Bobo. Straight up. Yeah. That's very true. If you want yeah. a hot swappable battery, go with Bobo. Oh, of course. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to Bobo yeah. also, but we love Kiwi and yeah, we're not we being do. paid to say that. Correct. Um, well, <laughs> it's great to have you all here. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have a great show today. Um, shout out to our chat who is showing up just like in droves and just bringing the support like none other right now. Heck it's yeah. a little crazy. Uh, Mike Newton says it's Christmas weekend. XRSC represent. What's up, bro? Boom. Thank you for being here and being number one, bringing in the weekend for us every week. You're the man. Uh, Ryan for Brandon's real. here. Oh, a little Roy boy in the house. Virtual Steve also bringing in that uh, holiday weekend energy. Love to see it. What's up, guys? Michelle B., Merry Christmas. Good to see you. Oh, a little Danielle, Daniel Kaz. Merry Christmas to you as well, my good sir. Um, Russell, of course, brother. Thank you for coming in with the super chat. Uh, Projectivity. Greetings, everyone. What's up, Projectivity? Yes. Um, Hello. Let's see. Bluebell. Merry Christmas. Bluebell. Hanukkah. Happy, healthy new year. Um, is that also Bluebell with a super chat, dude? Nine ninety nine. Merry Christmas. Hey. Happy, healthy new year. Alex hey. Kiva and this wonderful VR family. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Santa is coming early and it's pretty awesome. For real. Gotta say. And every single one of you that's in the chat right now that was a part of last night's live stream over on QTC and helped me out. Thank you so much. I freaking love Dude. you guys. I love all of you guys no matter what. Like, Tell this story person. before I go any further, bro. <laughs> so I was, I was about to, I was hopping on a meeting and I had this big cup of coffee and I just, without thinking about it, I just put it down on my desk and then I went to like unmute my mic and I smacked the coffee and it poured down my desk into my valve index 
out of the index into my computer, fried both things, uh, and it was it was a bummer, and I was super duper sad about it. And then uh, Mash was like, "What the heck, Hoppa? And we we were doing a live stream that night anyway to talk about Neos, and uh, so we gave away a bunch of prizes and raised money for me to get a new index. And then Mickey Burr flies in, and he's like, "Yo, I'm sending you an index. What's your address?" Like, what? What? Like, this community is insanely amazing. Everyone donated money, like, helped me get like a new headset and fix my computer and it was just it was it was unbelievable bro i i love this vr community it's so much best. So it much. is the best it was man. such a dumb mistake i made that is right? super and dumb. like and it cost me a, a whole, almost cost me a whole bunch of money but instead it cost all of you <laughs> oh my god i love you guys though well i, I gotta you say you know like uh truth be told or, or full disclosure yeah. is really it um my heart sank when i saw that this happened you know because i was actually late to that live stream i didn't see it go down yeah and then yeah. like i go back and you're telling a story about how your computer got fried and i'm like dude no way like with a 4090 and all of that 3090 yeah but it was secondary yes. machine it was the yeah. backup machine the recording machine we used to do video production stuff like that so it wouldn't have necessarily affected my ability to play pc vr right that's nice yes at least it is that. but yeah it was a production machine which is still a bummer but it wasn't the end of the world but everyone stepped up and they freaking hit a home run and they helped me out that's so rad dude yeah. we have the best community ever we really um, do. and you know all of you here right mm -hmm. now listening to this live are a part of that or all afterwards by the way on your favorite podcast platform audio or visual uh or on upload vr who we are proud to be correspondents with thank you upload vr we love you dearly um tiga lovers in the house and hey oh what's up good to see you tiga um mm -hmm. duggers k is chilling right little duggers k action wolf raza what's up man good to see you um thank you guys for being here moonshine Word. games is in the house hey. oh chroma snare chroma snare does a lot chroma of uh, art on twitch by the way if you guys oh. don't follow chroma snare on, on twitch do cool. that nice. they do some great stuff it's also neos homie um yes yeah. yes mm -hmm. um Oh, that is, yeah, Neos is so good. We should probably so share good. a little bit of that also. Mm -hmm. um, let's see here. Catching up a little bit. Um, dude, Wrestle VR, man. Feeling generous dude. today. Merry Christmas between realities. $100. What? $100? Bucks. What? 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 Wrestle. What the heck, dude? Like, uh, right like on, is brother. there like a, like a pause? Right like, uh, no, none uh, of those. I don't. <laughs> I'm so bad with this thing, man. Wrestle, thank you, bro. Like, that is ridiculously generous. Thank you. Um, and it will go a long way for us. We'll, it will. We'll do something cool with it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. Uh, Lazlo216, thanks for coming, man. Good to see you. Um, Andy's VR Reviews, what's up? Got here a little late. Uh, you're right on time. You know, we're, we're, we're off to a little bit of a slow start on this episode because A, um, you know, Skiva's story. I had to hear that. B, we have amazing super chats coming in right now. So thank you guys so much yeah. for, for your thank generosity. You. That's ridiculous. Yes. Um, and then lastly, you know, I was just talking about this year being such a big year for me. And a huge, huge reason is because I have ex I accepted a position as strategic partnership manager for Contact CI. And Contact CI, you might be asking yourself, who is Contact CI? What is that? And I, when I went to Cincinnati, where the headquarters is, uh, brought a camera and a microphone and I filmed a bunch of stuff and I talked to every single person on the team and I put together a video that is a who is contact CI video. And I just finished it and I am about to push it out on all of the social media platforms after this show, immediately after the show, actually. But I thought it might be fun before that to give my Between Realities fam like the world premiere look at it, you know? Ooh. Because A, I love you guys all dearly, and I would love for you all to know a little bit more about what has been 
really spending, uh, taking up so much of my time and energy lately. You know, when I'm at CES this year, I'm going to be running this contact CI booth and I've been super jammed, like trying to get it all put together and get ready for it. Um, so if you guys are okay with it and with Skiva's permission, I would yes. like to show this video to you guys is like the between realities world premiere of who is contact CI. And we, then we can do that. And you're going to be a little upset because I'm about to derail you here a second, because I realized that our, our full screen scene includes our guests. So I don't want to like pre-introduce them oh. by putting them up on there. So we might want to bring them in and share the video with them on. I would like to do that. All right. Yeah, that awesome. makes sense. So awesome. our guests today, um, they are breaking ground in immersive theater using virtual reality. You know, we have often talked about our experiences in the meta movie on this show, and we had Jason from the meta movie on the show as a guest before. Um, so you know how much Skeeve and I love this immersive media and this immersive storytelling as, mm -hmm. as an entertainment source. Um, and the Ferryman Collective, who are here joining us today, are doing this exact same thing, but they're doing it in VR chat, which is Quest accessible, of course, as we all know, and kind of opening things up to a wider audience. So joining us today from the Ferryman Collective is Steve, Deidre, and Christopher. And here they are. Here they are. Hold on, hold on. Boom. There they are. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. <laughs> are you guys doing? Oh, yes, What's up, everyone? Hi, I'm the happy holidays and all that good stuff. Hello. Hello. The Fairman Collective are a group of actors and producers who are putting their heart and souls into making amazing stories for us to experience. And actually, Steve and I just did one, what, two nights ago? Two nights ago. And then we did another one from the Ferryman Collective just a, a couple weeks prior to that. Yes, and so we're going to dive couple. into that. But, mm -hmm. And we're really happy to have you guys on. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Oh, man. We're so thrilled to finally be able to do this, you guys. Yeah, because we met in person, like... Yes. At, was where expo was that? Los Angeles Comic Con at the party thrown by Thrill Seeker. Wow, that yeah. was a long time ago. That was that was uh, last year, uh, right around this time, like maybe a week prior, but last year. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, hey guys, great to see you. <laughs> um, before we dive into the Ferryman Collective, are you guys okay with uh, me rolling this video for you? Oh, would you please it. yes congratulations okay. yeah. too thank you way. thank We're you it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome you know i have a very hands-on role at this company and it feels really cool to like be making like meaningful contributions on the daily you know what i mean like it's definitely has been the goal for me is to like get in somewhere where i can really make a difference and that's happening now so mm -hmm. i'm i'm really stoked about it Cool. Well, we'll roll it. Um, our guests will are on a little bit of a delay watching the YouTube feed, yeah. so so just know that. But uh, yeah, we're gonna check this out. Awesome. Cool. See how it goes. Yay! I'm excited to share this. All right, here we go. Here at Contact CI, we make a multi-force ergonomic glove used for haptic interaction with hand tracking applications. We innovate on VR haptic feedback systems. There's lots of players in the market, but I think we have an edge and we're working on some cutting edge stuff. Contact CI creates virtual reality interfaces that are focused on being multi-force and ergonomic in their approach so that we can truly extend your hand's sense of touch and, and functionally now reach into that VR, AR world. We take what we learn about interaction and virtual reality, especially through touch, and instead of just, you know, sending out the research, we act upon it and create our own hardware to simulate touch and create a better, actually on-hands experience within virtual reality. 
We bring hands into VR. We are creating a product that will make a huge difference in the way people experience learning through VR and AR um, and expanding their sense of touch is becoming a huge influential part of this side of new te emerging technology. Right now I think you know we're limited to controllers that we have to hold in our hands and our hands are the most like intuitive natural tool that we have so what Contact CI does is enables people to use their range of motion as naturally as possible by bringing physical hands to be the controllers inside of, of VR. The excitement around VR and haptics seems to grow every year when we bring people in for demos and people try this headset on, the reactions we get just give you more and more reason to want to come in and make this product as best as possible because you know that when people put it on it's going to be you know badass experience and that's what we do. I definitely think being able to actually use your hands and interact with other people is more aligned with how people actually interact with each other in real life. I definitely think we're getting somewhere. We do a lot with you know enterprise and government training and so in that they are training for environments that are either expensive or dangerous to train in the real world for. So in using our devices, they can pretty much press uh, replay and run through so many scenarios and be much better prepared for that active scenario and hopefully safer for themselves and those around them. We, we take VR that extra step. You know, the whole notion of virtual reality is building the baseline of building other realities. Uh, sense of touch is hugely important there. It's, it's how we interact and experience things around us in everyday life. And if you're trying to build a virtual reality, you can't not have touch. It's crucial to virtual reality to be uh, what people envision it being, especially in that like lofty, futuristic way of thinking about it. Uh, touch has to be there. And getting it right and getting it intuitive and accessible and ergonomic is, is hugely important. I think we've accomplished a lot so far since starting as undergrads at Syracuse University to, to being able to reach major milestones like delivering simulation trainings for things like the U.S. Air Force or Cincinnati Children's Hospital or being able to make an impact just in our community here in Cincinnati. But we've got a long way to go and I think we'll continue to be doing a lot more exciting stuff. It's early days yet, um, but that doesn't mean we can't be excited and proud about what we're doing. This company does really stand for values that are built for longevity and I think that we're going to stick around for a very long time and a lot of really good people are going to relate to what we do and to who we are as a company and that I think long term it's, it's something that I will always be proud of. Haptics is going to be the future of VR. At some point we'll get the technology to a place where it really feels seamless in a VR space and the work we're doing now is going to be foundational for that in the future. We are entering a whole new era of what it means to have an experience. And as this technology continues to improve, form factor drops lower and lower, fidelity of the experiences goes higher and higher. I imagine a time where it will be difficult to discern the differences between a typical sensory perception, normal reality experience, and an emulated or recreated virtual reality or augmented reality experience. And when those days come, I think it's going to revolutionize what it means to have a life I think it's going to revolutionize what it means to be human, and there is nothing more exciting than that. Boom. Feel the unreal, people. Wow. That was cool, dude.
Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. That's oh awesome. I can't, I can't wait till we get to use those. I know. As actors, can up our game. expressive uh, hands is something that we totally want. Totally want. Yeah. Hand tracking is, uh, is definitely an important aspect, but anybody who's used it knows that uh, you're sacrificing haptics to use it right now. So mm. I'm really excited to be a part of a team that is looking to solve this. And, um, you know, right now we're very much enterprise, enterprise focused because that's frankly where uh, the customers are, you know, mm -hmm. for expensive devices like these. Um, but it is a very exciting time to uh, be a part of like the growth and evolution of this technology. And uh, like I said earlier, to have a meaningful role in that um, means the world to me. So thank you guys for uh, watching the premiere of this video that I've been working on for a while. Awesome. Great work. Great, yeah. Really exciting stuff, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was good, man. Now, now hopefully Whoever cut everybody... that together was, was very talented. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, I actually tried to get Short Stack to do it. Well, he was down, but then my boss was like, no, you edit it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like when I, when I first got on, I'll be, I'll be honest, I was not exactly entirely familiar with Contact CI, you know? Yeah. So I felt like something like this would be really great uh, to share with my community at the very least. So that way everyone kind of gets an idea about what mm -hmm. we're working on over there and, and what we're trying to accomplish. Heck yeah, man. Very cool. Thank I, I, I very much look forward to the day that like, I can grab an object and like feel it and feel its texture and like all of those things. It's such, it's such an important part of, of selling an experience. So it is. So I'm stoked, man. Continue the good work. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, getting things done is in the house. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? Good to see you. Braden Roy is hanging out with us as well. What's up? VR with Jasmine has Jazz. slid in here. What's up? The founding members of Ferryman Collective, Braden yes. Roy. Oh, right nice. Oh, what's cool. up, man? Good job. I never needed. Yeah, we may call upon him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beardo <laughs> nice. Benjo is chilling in the chat right now. What's up, man? Good to see you, What's brother. What's up, Beardo? How are you? Man, I was half expecting to see you on the VR crew cast on Monday, man. What's going on with that? I miss you. <laughs> yeah, we miss you, man. We miss you, dude. We miss you. So, yes. that's enough of that stuff. That's enough. All right? I want to talk about immersive theater i want to talk about the family is that what we're going to do now yeah okay. absolutely Good. i want to talk about absolutely. some of this stuff so um maybe how, where do we start with this do we do we learn about the origins of it let's go high level let's go high level okay mm -hmm. um you know maybe uh maybe steve can take a minute to explain to us what exactly you guys are doing and what exactly the ferryman collective is all about well, uh, I, I can certainly do that. I think that I think that Deirdre would be better suited to start that. Sure, yeah, cool. Deirdre, bring it. Kind of started with her and uh, Braden and Brian Tull, also one of the founding members of Ferryman Collective, who is, I don't see him on the chat, but um, he's around. But Deirdre uh, can speak um, All started more with effectively. the under-presents. I was doing you know, immersive theater in Los Angeles, just like in real life, and I saw... A bunch of my friends were doing this thing and i was like well what is this thing they're doing and i looked on the website and i still didn't know what this thing was and then i um i emailed the person who happened to be you know the company that happened to be doing the under presents blindly saying hey i see a bunch of my friends there if you need more actors please let me know and uh they emailed back and said yeah actually we do and then this is 2019 right before the pandemic november right before the pandemic happened then um 
the pandemic happened and all the theaters closed down, all the live experiences closed down. And so the under presents didn't because it was in virtual reality. And then they added the tempest, which was amazing. And uh, that kept growing. And eventually uh, some friends of mine, Brian and Braden were like working on the thing. Brian's like, I hate that Halloween's canceled this year. So we started doing uh, uh, like a, like a, proof of concept Halloween kind of show. And that was 20 minutes. And then that rolled right into Krampusnacht, which was the next month. And then we we're like, hey, let's just submit for the Producers Guild of America Innovation Award because we'll never win it. But, you know, maybe we'll get our name in there and they'll like be okay. And uh, for next year or something. And then we got nominated and we're like, okay, we're on the right track. Yeah. So then I wanted to explore um, like uh, intimacy in VR. So I had a friend who was doing in real life in the last summer, a show I thought would be great for VR, but not something anybody had explored. And so we did Welcome to Respite, which then ended up going around the world, going to these major festivals, winning amazing awards. It went to, it went to, even went to Korea and there's a Korean version of it. We're just like, whoa, then before I had stopped spinning, I had, I had this idea to do, um, to do something in a world that was already built called Gumball Dreams. Uh, and that was the world that was built was Club Gumball and Gumball Land. Wow. Yes, yeah. so the worlds that were built. And then we made Gumball Dreams, which was uh, based, the, the story is based on the worlds that already existed. And uh, Color and I basically worked together to, to make that um, into a, 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 a a, a theater piece as opposed to a puzzle world whoa that's so interesting that's so you just entered this world and you looked around and you were like oh yeah like i can work with this and then made a story that revolved around what you experienced when you went into the world for the first time i wanted to wanted to write something that embodied the feelings that i that i got when i was in this world full of wonder and awe and i wanted to make it really good so that when i first showed it to color that he would um get it and understand it and like it and so i'm reading it to him um, and i'm like holding my breath and i read it through and all of a sudden i i get to the end and there's just silence and i'm like oh i hope he liked it and then he wipes his tear from his eyes and he says yeah <laughs> that's amazing we, i got i gotta share the story how we came to work with uh christopher uh aka screaming color is yes. is how uh the world knows him and his music and his art uh we started we started work on welcome to respite um as an experiment bringing it into vr because it existed as a an irl immersive play that deirdre did some voiceover work on and it resonated with her, and we talked to Lindsay Scoggin, who's the original writer, co-creator of the piece, and the rest of the team, and we all agreed that it would be worthy of experimenting with. And Brian had, at that point, we started working on it, and Brian, whoops, Brian Tull had, um, he had built most of the world, and, uh, or at least had it laid in, and we had, we had met Christopher, um, at uh, at like a an XR meetup, I, I think it was. Uh, it? It was yeah. Community, yeah, community yeah. meetup, and we explained what was going on. He said, "Well, I'm not doing a lot right now," and uh, so we took him in and showed him the world, and showed him what we were doing. And then the next morning, he pings us, DMs us on Discord, and says, "Hey, look what I did! I got inspired." <laughs> and we went into the world, and he. He created overnight these animations that just blew oh, no, our no. mind. It was right? like it was, it was like, oh, I think this would be really cool if we had a house pop out of a book and we're like, 
Yeah, yeah, that would be really that cool. Would, that would, I mean, that's a lot. So it was, was Braden that had the idea, but then it was me that was like, "Yeah, let's make it happen." And you guys were like, "Well, you know, let's not be too ambitious." So you know, yeah, yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Things us in the morning," and he's yes. like, uh, "I did it." We're like, "What? You're kidding me!" And then we all got into VR, and there's this book, and he's like, "Go up and touch it." So yep. we're like, "Okay." And so we go up and we, we trigger it. All of a sudden it flies back and it goes up into the ceiling and it opens up and down comes this house and there's all these sounds and you get to the final end and there's the five steps at the end. You go boom, 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 boom. Poof. You're like, all right, Whoa. we're on to something here. Wow. Yeah. Like, that was, I was like, that was They bring out the best in me. I mean, I don't think everyone always uh, has a good understanding of the kind of stuff you can actually pull off in VR chat, you know, like those kinds of animations and like those kind of scene transitions and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like that really caught me off guard when I first went to a couple of you guys' shows. Yeah, I mean, we're these these guys that that Deirdre and I have uh, managed to meet uh, over the last two years and work with they 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 deal in black magics that we had no idea existed and uh, (laughs) christopher was able to create these animations and um sort of seamlessly um uh paste scenes together to where you can't really see the seams and it's just really quite magical all the elements come together and we're, we're very grateful for that. That is so cool. That is awesome. I I do want to say, we do notice the the video freezing to our audience here. We're sorry about that. We're having some weird discord issue that's happening. And uh, yeah. What do you think? Do you want to, you want to plow through it? Do you want to like take a minute? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think because I mean, here, I'm I'm just kind of messing with it and it keeps uh, uh, messing with the video on the screen, but um, Effect on technology, gentlemen. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. It's a weird one. And... My scotch, so I'm gonna put this cat down and I'm gonna go clean the scotch. Oh, that's a right bummer. <laughs> <laughs> as long as, long as oh, it didn't no. fill your index, I think you'll be okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe this is Steve. Oh, yeah. Ended well. It did. It did. It did. But uh, but yeah, so just so our audience knows, we are aware of the of the video issue yeah. happening here. But but there's no audio issue, so that's good. Yeah. Um, so you're cool. Yeah. You want to you want to just yeah yeah oh, yeah absolutely. I think so. I don't oh. think it's a I don't think it's a game changer. And it uh, you know as long as um yeah okay we're, good. we're gonna Sweet. we're gonna push through it. <laughs> Very good. So I so what's like. Do you guys have titles at, at Freeman Collective? Like, is it like a, a full-on company and like you have titles to it? Or like, how do you like identify yourselves as like what you do? We, we, we wear hats and then we have sub hats. It's kind of like Dr. Seuss where you take one and there's a smaller one and a smaller one. Uh, but... It's like, we're like nesting dolls. Yeah, it, we're so ragtag. We're just a bunch of urchins trying to pull this stuff off, you know, with no budget, no money. We, uh, Deirdre and I are performers. We come to it with, from a, a performing and producing background. And um, uh, Braden, he, he's kind of our MacGyver. He knows a little bit about everything. He wrote uh, the first two scripts for Para and Krampus Knocked. Uh, so he writes, he knows he's learning coding. He knows a little bit about Blender, game design, puzzle design, all that kind of stuff. Christopher, Chris, Chris, yeah, Avatars. Yeah, Christopher's. Uh, 
is um boy he is a music composer and a writer mm. and um he does everything that you see as well so mm-hmm. um, as, as far as the team goes i would i would i call myself the special effects and animations designer nice and then the composer nice my, my whole cool. deal. Yeah, these are like, you know, just to like reiterate a little bit, like when you go into this experience, mm-hmm. you are interacting with Steve and Deidre and maybe whoever else they have as an actor in, in, what, in mm-hmm. a given experience. You are interacting with them as they are in character in real time. Like it's not like a, like a pre-recorded avatar moving. Sometimes you see that, you know, mm-hmm. and they do have like voices that I, I'm sure are pre-recorded that kind of play during different scenes and stuff. But you know, 90, 95% of this, you are like literally interacting with them as they exist in character in the story. And you know, I, maybe we can uh, start with gumball dreams before we uh, mm-hmm. talk about welcome, mm-hmm. welcome to respite. Um, because that's the one that we did previously. So to me, that's like the first and now welcome to respite has kind of been the second one. Um, and you know, there's definitely a common thread between these stories. And for me, it's the emotional, uh, I don't know, emotional what, like, it's like the emotional nature of the storytelling that you're doing here. Like, this is not the kind of experience where you come in and it's just like, uh, you know, just like all fluff and like, that's that, like you go in there and like, they are trying to, and succeeding in making you feel something um so do you guys want to speak a little bit to your approach and in terms of like the emotional nature of the stories that you're telling i think it's one of those things that people often um don't pay as much attention to in vr and and because the spectacle is so amazing but we like to ground our stories in a foundation of of the heart and then add the spectacle on top of that. And so when you get the, the marriage of those two, it's, it's quite a journey that we end up taking you on. I would say so. You know, I, uh, I kind of went into both of these with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew what you were getting yourself into. No, not really. I mean, you know, the, the only the experience I had before was really with uh, the meta movie and um, Alien Rescue. Uh, so I kind of sort of knew... What I was getting into, as far as going into a, a world with with real life actors and everything, but uh, I was absolutely taken back by this particular the, this story uh, and everything about it and its message. I like got a little emotional. Not gonna lie, there were may have been some tears under that headset. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful and um, s- visually stunning. The acting was fantastic, and uh, everything about it was just a home run mm-hmm. yeah it was really good it's mm-hmm. obviously a gorgeous a gorgeous world and uh you know the the i think there was like one primary actress uh in mm-hmm. gumball and gumball dreams that we were interacting with and yep. uh, there was three of us it was steve and i and betty too right mm-hmm. it was the three of us steve and i and betty and we um we all kind of had like our own like private time with the actress while the other two like went off to solve a quest and like I don't even know what you guys talked about in, in your conversation, you know, but like, <laughs> she's like very much like a, like an elder, you know, like a, yeah. sh- like almost like a shamanistic figure and like sharing wisdom and like helping you kind of peel away layers. And, you know, I eventually, I like settled into like my, who I was in that experience a little bit. And like, you know, I had a, a little bit of an exchange with her that like definitely like pulls on something real, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I didn't really have any expectations going into it. And I am curious, like, have you had people come in and just like be completely blindsided by the, by like the emotional, like heaviness that they might experience when they come in? 
Totally. I, uh, there was one time last year where we were showing Welcome to Respite to a few um, investors, you know, men in their 30s. And um, and one of them dropped out halfway through the show because he's like, I, I didn't sign up for that this morning. He's like, like, I respect your art. In fact, it was incredible. But I just I just couldn't emotionally. I just it's just a Tuesday morning right now. Like he's it wasn't yeah. ready to open that bag that morning. So he just totally did. Understandably, you know, no offense taken. So. Wow, that's interesting that you can make someone so emotional during a VR experience that they're like, yeah. wow, I, I don't know that I'm ready to feel like this today. <laughs> we, dis we discovered this back, uh, well, actually Deirdre discovered this when she was working on the Under Presents and the Tempest, but uh, we, we've had, we made connections like that with Welcome to Respite, but specifically since we're talking about Gumball Dreams, um, we were uh, fortunate enough to have the show represented at Venice again this or uh, this year to um, our team to be represented again. And uh, they, since we're all pretending like there's no pandemic anymore, everybody's getting back together in real life. And Venice pr provided the headsets, and it's mm. three for this particular show. It's one actor plays a couple of different parts, and then three audience members, like you were talking about, Alex and. Um, in, in Venice on the little island, they, they, they built out the whole thing for us. So we had specific booths, rooms with doors and, and everything for the individual audience members because for privacy and because it can be for, uh, intimacy and things like that. And we were getting ready for this, uh, for more shows. Now, now when we're there, we don't, we generally don't perform. We're there. Um, sort of as a stage management and try to try to make the thing go properly. And mm -hmm. so the audience members were coming and we're getting them set up, getting them in the headsets. And there was this one young woman that had, um, she, she, I, I detected uh, an accent that she was speaking with. And I didn't know what it was, but they, they went on, they got them in the headset. They started the show. And th for this particular show, one of our actors, her name is Kelly Jones um was performing and so what happens during those shows is we kind of stand in the back and we're we have uh, one earpiece in uh and we're on the discord listening to the actor we can communicate with the actor and then in this particular case we can see what the audience members are doing and each one at venice had a huge big screen tv as a monitor so we could see from their point of view what was happening and so we can hear things, we can see things, and we learn a lot. But at the end of the show, we help the audience members out of the headsets and all that kind of thing. And I walked into this room, this young woman, um, where she was doing the show, and she was sitting in the chair in the corner, and she was just bawling, just crying, tears coming down her face. And... Um, I had a feeling I knew what it had to deal with because back on uh, during her one-on-one -on -one with Onyx, the, the character that you spend time with, um, I heard Kelly as Onyx say, where are you from? And I heard this young lady say, Russia. And I was like, oh boy, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And Kelly, you know, she's a pro and she's really good. And she was like, oh, wow, it's a beautiful, large country, blah, blah, blah. And they went on and I didn't hear what they said to each other. But at the end of the show, this woman was crying. And so um, Christopher was there and I said, hey, come here, come here. So we were talking to her and she said, I'm sorry, I, I, 
I don't normally do this, but um, she said, I want to do this kind of work and what you guys do. Um, and she said, I, I live in Moscow and there's so much going on there now that those of us that have headsets, it's our only escape is VR. And it was such a profound shift in how she connected with the work, because I don't think she was, I don't think anybody's really quite um, ready for what they're about to experience because it's, it's unique stuff, but um, it, it can have profound effects on people beyond what we had even um, expected. So we're, we're, you know, but that being said, I mean, we do make sure that um, our actors are amazing and they're very intuitive though. So if, if someone really doesn't want to go in a certain direction or, you know, through the, the, the tones and the cues and the, you know, what, how people respond, you know, they can always go into like a, a monologue about, you know, Onyx's past or what have you. So they're always very good and attuned at, you know, trying to, to make sure that where they're going is, is a, is a welcome and a loving place, you know? That's good. Yeah. I mean, in being a live show, uh, if this was a, a pre-scripted game with NPCs and characters, it is what it is. But since there's real people behind these characters, um, things can change and improvise and, um, so that's awesome. Well, that's and the people who are doing it are mm -hmm. not actors. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're like kind of right. being an actor. They're like asked to embody a certain persona mm -hmm. or character. But at the end of the day, like I ended up going somewhere naturally with my interactions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in, in Gumball Dreams, um, you know, I was uh, had a more passive role for Welcome to Respite, which we'll shift into in a minute. Yep. Um, but like my interactions kind of I like pull from a natural place you yeah. know what i mean so like those people aren't acting you know like they yeah. are engaging in a way that is very a lot closer to real than someone who has like a script yeah you know what sure. i mean mm -hmm. so you're providing people this opportunity to connect with a story in a way that is like deeper and definitely more meaningful and you know being the emotion like the emotional nature of it like i kind of go back and forth in my head a little bit because you know i can see why someone might drop out halfway through they're like okay wait a second no like i did not sign up to kind of go into all these feelings and like kind of get this like heaviness put on me today but movies do it all the time i know isn't that wild right? yeah like you know movies yeah. don't ask your permission to give you an emotional right. reaction to something you know like i've never seen the movie click but i know the movie click does this to you yeah. like it's with adam sandler and he's got like a magical remote control and anybody who's seen that movie tells me that they're like fighting tears by the end of it and it's like wait a second like it's just that's just adam sandler you know like <laughs> what are you talking about well it's funny these how, how movies and theater can bring out emotions but when you when you are embodying the character in a story in a virtual reality it's just like it's so much more heavy right and you connect with that character so much more and it really does make you feel even yeah. more yeah Pat, really did does. you guys have to like have like a dialogue about that like okay like is this should we give it like more i mean because you do give a disclaimer at the beginning of the experience like hey by the way this might be a little heavy it might get a little scary so if it does just let us know you know that kind of thing um but i imagine you must have like had a little bit of a back and forth being like okay like is it cool that we pull people through these experiences like how much of a warning do we give you know what what did that conversation look like well for the um, for the actors we we chose the actors for their skills and the abilities as far as like you know who we decided to bring on as you know a person to play onyx who is also intersex and can be played by a man or a woman uh not it's gender neutral and all of that stuff and then color was gonna say oh uh well um 
a couple things. Well, I just wanted to touch on Ari in the comments said it sounds like it can be therapeutic, um, which is actually one of my favorite words in 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 regards to that. And I think that they are both shows are very what I would call therapeutic, but in different ways. Like uh, the Gumball Dreams is this sort of uh, like literal therapy to some degree, like the conversation with yeah. does feel like this 10 minute, like therapy is too cold, but you know, this, this intentionally, what will bring these leading questions that uplift, like what else is the purpose of therapy? And so, but welcome to respite on the other hand is very therapeutic in the way that shrooms is where it's like, oh, this is going to happen. And then spits you out on the other side with, um, with this, like, greater understanding um and what but in in one of the the wholesome ways that welcome to respite is therapeutic is we there's this you know monologue between alex the character that the audience member plays and the father and i'll just say that it's you know it's just very we are telling the audience member you know you are wonderful you have been loved since the moment that you were born we're so glad that you're here is basically the the the, the subtext or the blatant text and, um, you know, we've had people at the end of the show say things like, you know, that, you know, I was bawling my eyes out under my headset because my father never told me that. And something, something, I, their words, not mine. Some people have said things as dramatic as something clicked inside me and I'm forever changed by that. And to hear that as an artist is astounding and wonderful. Um, so. Well, you know, the difference between wow. VR and watching a movie is that in a movie, they're not staring you right in the face. You yeah. know, like in VR, like in the avatars and in the character that you're in, like mom comes right up to you and she's like right here in your face, like holding your shoulders being like, yes, you know, like we're so happy to have you here, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, Skiva, you were Alex. You had I was. The, the pleasure of being me for a day. I did. It was, <laughs> it was, it was interesting being called Alex all day. No, but it was, it was really an awesome experience. This was, um, this was a lot different than Gumball. And, you know, I don't know that I was expecting the the vast you know the contrast of of um how different these this experience was uh and but it was really really good man it so it really puts you in a place where you feel like you're a little kid um you're you're standing there in this like toy area and uh and you're you know powerful in vr is one of the most powerful things is scale yeah right so bringing you down to the size of like a seven or eight year old kid um is powerful in and of itself um but then to like bring in the parents and like go through this entire story as a child um was was just wild man it, like in, in being in vr it like really brings you back to those days and you almost revert back to a childhood state in your mind um and it was it was very powerful and very very well done um i would suggest that everyone try either of these experiences so really while powerful. you were being alex mm -hmm. i was an invisible ghost basically yeah. cruising around in the environment just like looking at everything from every angle you know like uh, I tried to stay close and not go out too mm -hmm. far and explore too much, but I definitely like went around the house and peeked up there, you know, and just, like, <laughs> explored the space a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, I watched you go through all of this. I yeah. watched you interact with Steve and Deirdre yep. as characters, multiple different characters. They both play different characters, multiple characters in the mm -hmm. show. And 
I feel like I was watching you like squirm a little bit. Dude. Yeah, for you real. Know, like you, like you were like, ooh, like squirming a little. Were you yeah. not? Yeah, no, for sure. Because it really, you know, it, it brings you back to a time when you're a child, and it brings kind of, it kind of brings you back to a lot of the feelings that you felt when you were a little kid, and you start relating the story uh, to your own childhood, right? So in that way, it is very therapeutic. You know what I mean? Uh, it was it was a heck of an experience. I got to tell you, I think um, I think yeah, definitely. This is definitely something people should try, unless they have like maybe a very traumatized childhood, which a lot of I mean, we're all traumatized to a degree, right. but how traumatized, you know? And well, you know, that's a good question, actually. Yeah. Like, do, are there people who you think maybe should avoid going into experience like this, or do you think this would help people who maybe do carry around this kind of trauma? It's not our goal to damage anybody. No, um, no. I mean, ultimately, the story has a hopeful message. Like, yes, we've yeah. all been down some dark paths, but we can we can heal from yeah. these spaces if we choose to, you know, remember them, reflect upon them, and and then you know move past them. You know, and and it's crazy because I mean, the story is kind of in some ways general in in a way that um, allows us all to sort of like think back to our childhood, like who didn't go to the park, right? Who, when didn't mom make you something that you really liked for dinner? And, and you know, dad wanted to share some some really cool toy they've gotten for you and you go off and, and hang out and play with it. Like, so there's some real general things that we kind of all experience, but our body remembers what it's like to be that size. And, to, and so when you put yourself in an avatar and you're all of a sudden you're looking over countertops and the table's really big and you're looking up at your mom and dad, like, all of those feelings from when you were that age start coming flooding back because your body remembers what that was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Scoggin, uh, uh, the creative director of the, the original IRL piece, she, she uh, and her team, they, they were interested, they became interested in um, disso dissociative identity disorder, DID, which is sort of the, the subject of, of Welcome to Respite. And they did a lot of research on it um, before they did the, the play. And so we didn't have to really worry about doing that kind of legwork because they did it already. But there was a lot of conversation with the team about how we, we continue to honor, you know, people um, that are dealing with these things. And we, we didn't want it to be like Carrie or some horror movie where we're using the um these these mental issues as a way to just you know denigrate people or anything we we want to create empathy with the work that we do and that was a concern for us with welcome to respite um sort of across the board and we're not licensed in anything <laughs> you know we're just here and we did get uh licensed you know we do yeah. have licensed people who have seen the show and have given us feedback. yeah yeah there there are uh, um doctors and stuff that have come through the show and we have, we've gotten no pushback on it we try to be you know real delicate with it because you know we want to we want to uh help not harm mm -hmm. with work so mm -hmm. um well but, yeah and you know ultimately like art like art doesn't really ask for permission does it you know like mm -hmm. you you make art and you do it to elicit emotion. You do it to to help people understand a certain feeling or understand uh, empathy in a lot of ways, you know. And like, 
I know someone who, uh, whose son left this earth on their own accord and they have never healed from that situation. And we were like, had like a family get together one time and we just like threw some random movie on. And there's like a scene in this movie when like someone leaves this earth on their own accord. And this person who I knew could not handle it. Like got up, burst into tears, left the room, like, bye, you mm-hmm. know, see ya. And like, that's, that's real stuff that happens. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, like I said, it's like the movie didn't ask for permission to do that. You know, they just did it. So that's really interesting <laughs> to me, you know, like, and I guess that's really the point of art is like to make you feel something, you know, like that's what music is for me. That's what any show that I'm watching. Like if you're making me feel something, you're, you're in my opinion, accomplishing your goal and giving me what I came for. You know, even if I didn't necessarily come for a specific feeling, um, it's actually rare that I watch something to be like, yes, this is the feeling. Well, I guess maybe that's not true. You know, it's like sometimes you want to put on something light and fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times, like it's just a matter of accomplishing the goal of like really tapping into that emotional state and like transferring some of that energy over you know, and it doesn't even have to be like emotional. There's a movie called Funny Games that is like uh like a psychological like thriller horror kind of situation and it just oh like makes me so uncomfortable. But I love it for yeah. that reason, you know? Yeah. There was there was somebody we were doing some test shows for uh Gumball Dreams and somebody came through that we know, this is all people we know came through the thing, and at the end we were talking about it, and this woman said, Uh, you you kind of made me think about stuff. I'm not sure I was ready to think about. Um, it was cool and stuff, but I was like, Oh God, sorry. We made you think and feel. <laughs> sorry for that. But you know, we, we just don't anymore. There's a, as we grow up, we learn to put the, build the walls. It's, yeah. it's the defense mechanisms. And that's kind of, that's what we do as artists. And part, part of the, the role of art is to, show that mirror back to the audience say this is you think think and feel Mm -hmm. right because i do feel like like and i'm sorry for for like putting you right in the crosshairs because you were the one that did the experience i feel like skiva used humor as a defense mechanism like he was like cracking jokes a little bit like kind of trying to have fun with a few of the interactions when like we all know that there's kind of a serious tone happening you know so like correct me if i'm wrong but that almost feels like that might have been a defense mechanism sure but i mean i crack joke you know that's just how i kind of normally am sure you know what i mean but at the same time sure you know not everything in my childhood was was rosy you know what right. i mean so yeah. so to to take uh it's take emotional responses and try to lighten them sure yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. I, I imagine you guys probably see a lot of that huh like people like doing what they can to like make themselves more comfortable in those scenes where like things get a little heavy we get we get everything we we get everything the full spectrum and that's how that's how um that's how we create these projects really is because deirdre and i we come from an uh, an immersive theater background as well. We did a fair amount of it, theater especially doing a, a lot of immersive performing. And you never quite know what you're going to get. So what we do is these are these are semi-scripted uh, narrative uh, stories that are written. So, but we do leave in um, a, a fair amount of room for the audience to go off the canvas. Uh, and sort of move the narrative and take it places that we wouldn't normally know. Um, I think Jason Moore spoke about this a little bit with Alien Rescue. Um, they're doing much the same kind of work 
Um, so it, it's really exciting when, when we get an audience member that um, is, allows themselves to be vulnerable and really come to play um, because we've had people take us places that we, we didn't even expect and it's really wonderful to be able to go there with them. And then we know when to bring it back and then move the, move the story um, on. But yeah, we can, it, it's, we can do the show based on whatever we get. There's some people that are like, and this is specifically with Welcome to Respite since it's the one hero character that does the speaking and, and interacting for the most part. But some people are just really kind of reserved and um, uncomfortable with that sort of vulnerability. And that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, we, we can still do the show. And then there's people that just go freaking nuts, man. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes it like, sometimes it kind of breaks it and, 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 and the show isn't as powerful as it can be, but you know, I mean, Hey, there's no tightrope. Yeah. When you but, get an Alex who's like grabbing yeah. the, the pot for cooking and running around and yeah. you know, you're like, we, you do? We it's been interesting learning who our audiences are too. And who comes to see this stuff. Um, and when we when we just blindly put the headset on people, that's when it becomes a little bit more dangerous for everybody. And we all don't know what we're going to get. I, I remember early on in Welcome Trust, there was a very, very um, uh, high end um, person in the entertainment industry coming through the show. <laughs> and it was she was it was the baseline for the most difficult audiences. It was like she came through and was like, it was crazy. And at the end of that, we got through it, but it was like, okay, that's the baseline. If we can get through that show, we can yeah. get through anything with that person. Christopher, wow. did you have something to add to this? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, so I just wanted to pivot because I'm worried that anybody listening to this and only knowing this interview thinks that our show is like a lot heavier than it is. Right. I, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like Alex, you know, you're laughing, you're dancing with mom and dad. It's, we, we, we made sure to not end respite on a heavy note. That's one reason that I took the direction of that um, Disneyland-like ride of a, of a credits at the end, just to sort of shake off all those, you know, and then just go back out of it with this sort of neutral fun. And then in Gumball Dreams is, is even more fun. And like, um, I love seeing people, uh, one of my favorite moments from Gumball Dreams in, as in, a, in a rehearsal when I was ghosting and just watching and observing. It's um. It was these two two people are running towards one of the obelisks, the puzzles, and one of them says, you know, so what did you and the queen talk about? Which is funny because we never refer to Onyx as the queen, but a lot of people assume it. And um, so, so what did you and the queen talk about? They said, oh, you know, love and mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, that's all you need in life, really. And that's like my that's I made a poster of those four lines just because I loved it so much. Love and mac and cheese, those things are just synonymous. Heck yeah. Really. And and you're totally right. We we you know, sometimes some of the uncomfortable points of things people tend to harp on them and, and focus on them a little bit. And I guess we kinda did that, right? But this it is important to note that that a lot of this is just a good time. Yes. Right? It's super fun, it's beautiful, it's entertaining. Um so yeah, don't don't definitely don't go in thinking it's uh, doom and gloom because it's not. That's it's true. It's a beautiful experience. That's Both true. That is true. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. I think that's a good thing to mention about all of this stuff. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, like I've mentioned earlier, one of the biggest things for me is the fact that these experiences are accessible via quest, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've talked so much about the meta movie, but that's PC VR only, which of course cuts out the majority of the people who have access to VR. So this is a really high quality immersive theater experience that you can do with just a quest, which is amazing. And I'm wondering like, or, or just a flat screen PC. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, of course, VR, we all know, yeah. we all know VR, yeah. what it does, you know, in yeah. terms of like immersion, but, uh, yeah, you're right there. You could also do it on a flat screen version. So that's, that's good to call out and point out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious, like was, I mean, I assume this was built from the ground up for quest and on PC. Um, you know, was it hard to work within the limit, the limitations of the quest or did it kind of just flow and, and work the way that you kind of wanted it to? Well, Christopher will talk um, endlessly about this stuff because he. Well, knows. it it wasn't hard for me because uh, I just learned how to do this as we were doing it. So it I didn't know any limitations because Unity is my first program ever. Um, my only limitation was knowledge and. Um, let me start over. The, 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 the biggest actual real limitation of the quest um, in VR chat specifically, it, which is where we do our shows, is the just the megabyte limits. Um, and it used to be just 50 megabytes um, per world. So the first iterations of, of Gumball Dreams, uh, or, sorry, Welcome to Rest, it was only 50 megabytes. And then one day they, they opened that up to 100, which is just uh crazy um for instance uh because it doesn't sound like a lot especially in this day and age like 100 megabytes is nothing but you'd actually be amazed what you can fit into that still uh because like gumball dreams which you've seen that's only like 87 megabytes we didn't even use all like it's it's wow that blows my mind because like we just like record a video and that's like a gig and a half yeah Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Dang. And what and it's such a detailed, bright, vivid, like absolutely stunning world. That's nuts. We we were lucky enough to Christopher invited us um to join him on a tour for Gumball Lounge uh 3.0, the new rollout. And well tell him what that is. Th- so so Chris, Christopher you jump in anytime, but he created a he built the world gumball um, wow. club ball, which is only accessible through PCVR. He he built a very similar but yet different world called Gumball Lounge that is quest that is quest accessible. And then when when Deirdre wrote the script, and then uh, Christopher and her worked on the script, they adapted the script to the world, and they they took both of those worlds. Christopher took both those worlds. Yeah, Christopher took both of those worlds and and created Gumball Dreams. And that's like, what, 100 megabytes-ish. We we went in two hours the other night and got this two-hour tour from him with the Gumball Lounge 3.0. It's a new version. I've been working on it for a year. Um, um, It's like a year's worth of updates that I, instead of updating it uh, incrementally, like a lot of VR chat worlds did, I, I just decided to kind of hold back and just like boom, like the it, it's it's not quite a sequel because it's still the same game, but it's like there's just double the gameplay, double the music, double the animations, double the pleasure, double the fun. <laughs> and and the, one of the one of the really amazing things about it that I just can't get out of my mind is there's no pixelation, no 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 freezing up. 
nothing. It's like glass the whole way through when you experience it. 20 thing. frames per second glass. <laughs> and no, it's, it's usually about 35, yeah. but it gets to 20, but you, you don't, don't care. Know. You don't notice. <laughs> Just like during the animations, I would do want to qualify. It's quest two friendly, quest two friendly. Yeah, quest ones have kind of gotten a little. They're, bit a, pa of... they're a paperweight yeah. now. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, there this really is isn't true. anything that runs on the quest one these days. Yeah, they've really been kind of uh, removing it from the equation, which is fine. You know, I mean, I think I think that's acceptable. Whenever you have new hardware come out, eventually the old hardware goes away. We're not still supporting the PlayStation Two or the PlayStation Three. It is right. in the past. It was so just playing. I was just about to say, you know, technology doesn't hold up like it used to because I was playing PlayStation Two minutes before this call, <laughs> nice. and you know, I'm, I don't think I'll ever touch my Quest One again. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. It's not the same. That is interesting. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, there's some people out there, my brother being one of them, who owns a Quest One, who yeah. doesn't own a Quest Two, yeah. who paid for Population One, yep. and then Population One revoked access for the well, Quest One. Well, that's different. If you have a game that's on there already and you revoked the access to it, that's a little messed up. I don't think that's the same I know. as uh, as just not making games for the old hardware I anymore. I agree. But so. but. Both, yeah. ha both happened like wow. people also were like okay yeah. this quite this thing doesn't work for quest one anymore we want to we want to add this and that and uh we can't keep that quest one crowd mm -hmm. in anymore so well dang i think if enough people stood up and said and and yelled and complained and you know probably said, got some refunds yeah well for sure because i think you would have to because if you remove if someone comes and says oh you know the car you bought we're changing it you can't have it anymore yeah well no then give me my money back yeah you know what i mean like that's but yeah. But anyway, but this is, you know, this is VR chat. They seem to, uh, um, so does VR chat work at all on, on quest one? I think so. Still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. It's sort just of. a little hard to get into a world and we, such in, in, in our onboarding and stuff. When we email people, we, we, I have to tell them that if you have a quest one, you have to be tethered. That's the only way yeah. that it will mm, work mm -hmm. to get into our worlds. Just yeah. Use it as a PC. Do you headset. do you have a lot of people that do come in flat on a computer monitor as well? We occasionally. Yeah, we, we try to discourage it because yeah. you can't do stuff. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll get in there and they'll have a hard time clicking on things and are doing things, and it's just it's not the same. What we have done is uh, we'll put one of the team members in the show and be they'll be invisible and they'll stream the show. Usually, Braden's doing it. He'll stream the show to like a YouTube and then people can see it uh, oh. that way. And then that way it's, you know, you, you're, you, the view is always sort of where you should be ideally yeah. for thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's not built for that though. You know, it's, it's built to experience that 360 yeah. degree field of view and right. sixed off all yep. that stuff. Yeah, just like being able to turn your head around and wonder and look at everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then with uh, you guys were talking about a little earlier, we were able to. There's kind of the what we discovered is the Proteus effect is kind of is kind of important to understand about the work that we're doing. But then also we get to mess around with the scope and scale of the worlds. Like with Welcome to Respite, we scale the world to fit the size of a seven year old child. So it's not just inhabiting this seven year old avatar, but you know, you were talking a little bit about it afterwards, Skeev, about how it's like, whoa, the table's high, mom's mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. that, that all helps. 
we also run the shows the ourselves like all the actors are doing all of the triggers and running the the animations uh, or you know triggering the animations to start and um so that way we don't have you know another person running behind the scenes you know trying to deal with the whole like a ratio of actor to audience member mm-hmm. um because right now it's still you know instances still need to be so small or immersive theater always battles that anyway you know the amount of people that you can get in but the wanting to keep it intimate and um you know accessible and attainable and and, and interacting with the audience and so you know when you start scaling up to like almonds in size or you know with all these you know bunches of people sitting in these nosebleed seats like that's not immersive theater and you know that's what we're doing right now and it's a good time to do it because you know things are hard to scale in in vr currently so it's it's a good time to explore that nice so i have two very important questions for christopher or color right is that how you go color either either christopher color i like color it's nice Mm -hmm. so first one is what were you playing on the playstation 2 Katamari, the one where you're like rolling out yeah. the ball of all the objects and oh, it gets cool. bigger and bigger. Is, yeah. there, is there a version of that game on PlayStation 2 that you just find to be superior or? Uh, is... uh, no, it was just kind of random. Like I, I have I have had a deadline uh, approaching for every day for the last year. And today was literally like um, a holiday for me for the first time nice. to just not do anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play old school video games. So I just kind of dusted it off. I don't. I don't play it very often. I love it. I have a PlayStation 2, and I, like, don't have enough games for it. This is yeah. the main reason why I ask. Like, I want to have, like, the cream of the crop for the PS2, so yeah. that way I can play those games. And I think I might add Katamari to the list. Um, Super cool. Other really question, other the, the real important question here, and uh, Tiga Lover has asked it a couple of times in the chat now, but what would be your favorite storyline out of the ones that are available? Uh, I, I just, just... In that moment, you asked hit enter. I, I wanted to answer them, but I, I didn't have, I was like, I can't have two conversations at once. So yeah. I'm glad you asked because now I can do this proper. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I noticed earlier up in the chat, they asked Braden, you know, what, what, you know, if you had to choose what story and Braden's like, you know, it's like, if I had to choose, of course, respite because I, you know, I'm biased. I like wrote half of it. And I basically just said the exact same thing, but the opposite is Gumball Dreams because I wrote half of it. Um, nice. it's, it's, you know, that's kind of more my baby than respite for sure. But in, um, in terms of just like the experience and the quality of the experiences, like these are pretty close, I would say, right. Would you guys agree? Yeah. I feel like they're both, you know, very high end VR immersive theater experiences, uh, with different sort of storylines. Um, but still like in that, foundation of the heart i think that's the the important part i mean the uh, gumball dreams is about an alien that's transitioning from this life to the next i mean it's a pretty heavy uh uh subject dark and morose people yeah yeah the overlying the over the over um the overwhelming feeling is of hope and um awe and uh, gratitude mm. and for welcome to respite it's it's the you know feeling the love of parents and the you know the childhood wonder so those are the overwhelming feelings from each of the shows uh they're they're just they're just different right yeah even serious subject matters they're very different and both beautiful in their own ways um I think uh, I will remember both, but I th- I think like if I had to choose, I might choose uh, Gumball for its visuals and its overall 
uh, message of love and unity. Um, I just thought it really like, it just, you know, it really just touched me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it, it was just incredible. You know, they're, they're both, both great. I but. think that visually I liked, uh, welcome to respite a little bit better. Uh-huh. I love scale. Anybody who yeah. knows me knows I love scale in VR yeah. and they do really, I mean, there's scale also in Gumball, which is yeah. really cool. But, uh, I think visually just like some of the effects and some of the stuff in, in welcome to respite, I probably prefer to Gumball, but the, like the quests that you do in, in Gumball, right? Yeah. Like there's like this level of interactiveness with like the team that yes. all comes in together that is like really good for me. So I would probably say Gumball would be the one that I would recommend. Between. I, I did really like that. Good, that. It's good that you brought that up because with Gumball, yeah, you do go out and you do things as a group and you try to complete these tasks together, which kind of gamify the whole thing yeah, a little exactly. bit too, which uh, isn't, you know, really common with immersive theater, I guess, right? Because a lot of times you're just going through a story and you're not really playing any kind of game where you have to accomplish a task to, to get through it. So I did really like that too, being a gamer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good stuff. That, that's we, we also start the show, you know, all together in, in like a, a mm-hmm. theater lobby that doesn't look like a theater lobby. We also right. gather together at the end together in like a theater lobby. So it does still retain the feeling of, right. you know, a, a social experience of going to the theater. You're just not getting in your car to go to the theater and drive. <laughs> oh, somebody asked... Oh, this will be a good one for color. Color. Somebody asked about the name Gumball Dreams. Yeah, I saw. I was poised. <laughs> I uh, yeah. So so I had my first my first world was Club Gumball, then the second one was Gumball Dreams, and there had already just been sort of this franchise IP pattern had been established. Um, and so you know uh, when Deirdre titled it Gumball Dreams, and when she sent it to me, she said it was like a working. She says a working title. She's but, you know, I thought about it, you know, because, you know, I, I don't take titles lightly. And I thought and thought and thought and thought and thought. And I was like, I, I, I don't think there's anything better. I think that is that is what it's called. So and just why is there a gumball in your world? Mm-hmm. Oh, that. So the, 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 the genesis of the world um, was that I had never made a VR chat world before. And I wanted to because I was pretty new to VR. And and um, and um, I just. I had the idea that if I um, if I downloaded a model of an object from online and I made that model very big, then we could go inside of it and like a bucket or you know a birdhouse or something. And I was like, if and that half half the work is already done, right? And then they're just practice. So I was just scrolling through hundreds and thousands of objects online until the gumball machine caught my eye, and I was just like instantly just imagine little people up inside the glow the dome, and uh, yeah, I was just it was like a done deal. Uh, and then that's just you know rest is history kind of thing but nice. I, I just i like you know i like telling that story because I, I planned on spending about a week on that first practice project and it is is not stopped for one minute <laughs> two and a half years later wow so so you did a majority of the visual work on this is that, is that correct on gumball a hundred dreams a hundred percent wow wow that's oh, awesome yeah. so i gotta tell you that this very much reminded me of psilocybin and dimethyltryptamine experiences that I've had. And I thought it was very, very interesting, right? Like I, like I, I couldn't imagine the whole time that like, that the person that created this hadn't had similar experiences. Did you get any, any influence from any kind of (laughs) journey? (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I, I personally don't really, 
no. So, so there are two questions that I get asked most frequently by far. And that is, how did you possibly make this work on Quest? And how many drugs were you on? <laughs> and the, the answer is zero drugs while I was making it, um, other than weed. And, but before, eh, a lot. <laughs> nice. Nice. I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned on our show multiple times that I'm absolutely the product of, of hallucinogenic experiences. And, uh, you know, I don't recommend everyone just goes out and just dumps it, jumps in with both feet. But, you know, I do recommend that if you're ever in a comfortable place and like a really good friend of yours offers it to you, you can probably <laughs> say yes. Because I am so grateful for the perspective that I've gained by yeah. going down the rabbit hole, as I as I like to refer to it. And, uh, you know, I think it has helped me tremendously in my life to let go of extra weight emotionally or mentally that I don't need. Not physically, unfortunately, yet. But, uh, you know, and uh, like help me manifest the reality that works for me. You know, like I, I really am an absolutely I'm right there with you, dude. I'm a total product of all that stuff. Well, uh, also, and. Uh, Christopher can tell you all about this, but um, everything in Gumball Dreams and Gumball Worlds is like, it's it's all uh, symbology. And mm -hmm. if you remember back when you guys came through Gumball Dreams, when we get to the journey part where all the stuff is coming at you. Oh, yeah. There, it's like there's some stuff from the periodic yeah. table elements. That's all <laughs> accurate. Yeah, and well, there's... That was happenstance. Oh. specific right yeah i mean i'm i'm a, i i i love the topic of drugs i think the fact that we can put something in our mouth and then within the next hours literally perceive life in a completely different way and then the fact that you can take that knowledge and hold it with you for the rest of your life it's amazing but um but i'm not recommending anyone do drugs and i don't do that like i, I mean in fact just, i mean if you if if drugs are for you they will call you you know i don't need to be like so have you have you heard the you know what I mean? It's just, but I, but I do, I, I have been told the deep honor from certain people that like, you know, a lot of people say, I feel like I don't need to do drugs because I've been through Gumball Lounge or something. And that to <laughs> me is an honor because, you know, drugs are like shoes. Everybody needs them, but they don't all fit. And so it's an awesome honor to be able to, to share with the world what I think was wonderful that came from drugs and you know, but in a different format. Yeah. Which, you know, like I appreciate you speaking so like, uh, like authentically and, and frankly, but bluntly about this, you know, I do think it's important to, uh, just mention the fact that when we're saying drugs here, correct me if I'm wrong, we're really talking about hallucinogenics, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never in my life, you know, Coke, heroin, meth, and I'm not like judging those who do, but yeah, I mean, I mean like psilocybin mushrooms and um, DMT stuff like that. And LSD. Hey man, if it grows out of a turd, what can go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so listen. I think everybody who's been listening now has a pretty good idea as to the thought processes and the emotional um, thought and and effort and you know the intimate nature of these kinds of experiences that you guys have put together. Um, you might have a way to make it slightly easier for people to come with a camera that works. Right? We need a camera that works for this section for them that's frozen currently. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah. Right, right. You might have something that might make it a oh, little easier for those who are in the Between Realities family to come and participate. Is is am I right on that? We have a, a coupon code for for we your 
for your lovely audience, it, if you can see it, I don't know. Oh, hold but basically, on, between realities, all one word, all our case, and you can get tickets at ferrymancollective.com. We, we've just, uh, we, we finished up with Raindance Film Festival, our official run of festival shows with Gumball Dreams. So now we release it out into the world, the public world, and uh, coinciding with um, uh, Gumball Lounge 3.0, we are going to be doing some shows. Yeah, in, in February. 23. Yeah. Um, so if so this we, sounds like your thing, sign up now using mm -hmm. code between realities, get a discount on your tickets and prepare for a February or March showing or February. They're all, it's all February. shows are in February. Okay, cool. So it's going down in February. So obviously, you know, these are limited. There's not an infinite number of them. They're happening in February. So if you're down, use the code between realities, fairmancollective.com and sign up to take one of these shows. Um, I think you'll all have an amazing time. If, if, if it doesn't sound like something, if it sounds like something you can do and you can handle and you're interested in this, by all means, please go and do it because um, these are like, this is like a glimpse into the future of what experiences like uh, like entertainment experiences are really going to be like as we kind of barrel forward into the future of technology and for sure storytelling. And, and this is also a great thing to go and do with like a significant other or a group of friends right like you know a lot of people will go out and go to the theater or go see a play or go see a movie and imagine if you could go be in the theater be yep. in the movie be in the play with no rehearsal needed you just go jump in and have a blast yep. so this is super interactive it's super fun uh and you should absolutely uh give this a shot yeah what is what's really um there must be something important about Ferryman Collective, about Gumball Dreams, about Welcome to Respite that we haven't had a chance to get to yet. Like, take a second if you need it. But what's what's one more important thing about what y'all are doing that is that we need to make sure that we get to before we start to wrap this up? You guys think about just going to ask for uh, for people out there it, it, that Gumball Dreams is a three person show, and you each person interacts with the actors. So it's a very interactive show. And for those who are a little shyer, then Welcome to Respite is probably a better show for you because if you don't choose the Alex ticket, the hero ticket, then you are um, an invisible alter and you don't um, interact with the actors at all. So that one, it can be a, a, is a bigger audience and we can accommodate more people on that show. You know, that's I'm glad you mentioned it like that because I was a passive observer of mm -hmm. Skiva's immersive experience. And that was an awesome experience for me just mm -hmm. being like a fly on the wall, you know, like it's a, it is still a, a way more profound way of interacting with the story as an invisible ghost, basically in the room than just like watching a flat screen. And there movie. were things you were able to do as well. There are times yes. where you uh, interact with the story and you make things happen. And like, I remember seeing things happening, going, that looks like a, there's a ghost making some things happen over there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I do feel like I, I, I got excited in a scene thinking that I was going to be doing something that was going to be needed. And then it wasn't needed. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> with, uh, oh, with well, Ellie, when we actually made the vote thing happen. <laughs> oh no, the votes are cool. I like the votes. That's a cool thing that we'll, we'll let people discover for themselves. But yeah there's a scene there's a scene in the bedroom when alex goes to bed and i realized yeah. that i was able to interact with ellie in that room and i just like picked it up and like went over and like put it on his bed i'm like here you go <laughs> <laughs> oh 
yeah. You you do interact in that scene, but Ellie's not going to help you. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, but you saw me drop the, Ellie on the bed, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. I did. And then and then there were the, you guys were throwing things. That's yes. something that came out too. There was a couple times where I was like, whoa, my homies are helping me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that was what going back to going back to the how big these worlds are the 50 megabytes thing when when welcome to respite was um had its premiere at tribeca at, through that whole thing uh it was 50 megabytes so yeah. wow so the alters alex in your case the invisible ones it, it was more of a a roaming around thing and there were some things to do but right after the festival year with welcome to respite then vr chat allowed us to build to 100 megabytes which is yeah. tw twice what it was so we went back and that's when we put the voting system in yep and stuff like that and the yard and the yard and all that so parents room and the bathroom at that point because before it was just kind of so it, it it was our goal to try to give you guys more things to do as an as an altar so it wasn't just a, a specifically a passive mm -hmm. um optional thing but um yeah that was know. cool it's it's definitely worth going in as a passive observer especially if like being the main characters like give you anxiety it's a really good way to go mm -hmm. and experience one of these immersive theater experiences without the the pressure of kind of being on and like mm -hmm. interacting with the characters as they as they try to pull information out mm -hmm. of you and stuff and that being said too um i think uh the the way that respite worked is you could do as much or as little as you want and the actors are going to continue to drive the story yeah. forward and you won't really miss anything you know what i mean you, you go you do your thing you can say you can you can be the part if you want or you can just kind of like nod and do as you're told and either way you're going to have i think a phenomenal experience yeah mm -hmm. oh. Well, thank you. We, we, it's our goal. Uh, you, you asked um, Alex if there was anything else that you know, Ferryman Collective uh, about Ferryman Collective that y you didn't know about, and we, we just we, all of us, along with Jason Moore and so many other people, we're not the first to do this for sure. But we're we're a small community of people that are doing this live immersive kind of scripted thing, and we're so grateful to be here and we're learning i mean this is there's a paradigm shift happening right now in how we consume entertainment and how we tell stories and this is part of it and we are just we didn't plan on being here we found ourselves here you know and so we're learning we're learning what it all means and we're sort of establishing the boundaries and the rules and all that and we're just really grateful to be doing it and to meet folks like yourselves Mm -hmm. um, and to cross pollinate and try to grow it, uh, our, our XR community and storytelling community so that it can be, um, a, a place of, of hope and sharing and creativity because through art we heal. I love that. That's awesome. And you know, what I was really hearing when you were saying like, yo, you know, we didn't expect to be here, but we're learning is that everyone who is interested needs to go and try this and then share your feedback of the experience with this team because that information is so valuable to those who are learning who are building as they go you know like feedback is huge you know positive feedback neutral feedback and even negative feedback like i'm 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 giving everyone permission to get to give you guys feedback on their experiences so you can help <laughs> learn from that 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if there's anything else, I mean, please let us know uh, things that we can do better, things that we can uh, include, uh, things that we shouldn't do. Let us know. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, when we very first met you and we found out that you were doing these shows in VR chat, we basically ah. said like, bury VR chat and go do it in Neos. And now <laughs> yeah. that I've seen them and now that I realize that that is accessible for 90% of the VR community, I would no longer give you that, right. that advice. Right. I, I think Neos is, is probably the most powerful platform for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're making this available for so many people right. by using VR chat and still doing a great job of it, um, I, I, there was really nothing to like be desired for me. So uh, I think you guys are on the right path and um, you know I will retract whatever feedback I was giving you when we very first met when it comes to that. Oh, thank yeah, we love Neos. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, it's, our goal was just to make the audience, make it accessible to as many people as we could. And that was putting Quest, yeah. uh, Quest uh, availability first in, in it's really the choice platform. But and, I love the Neos. It's, yeah, it's and, and, the whole, and the whole thing yeah. with that. And, and I know you guys spoke with Jason more at length about different platforms and stuff like that and about how, how he came to work on Neos and, mm -hmm. and VR chat works for us because we have legs. We yeah. get to have legs. And, <laughs> and uh, there's some people it, doing stuff in alt space. It, it allows us yeah. the uh -huh. versatility yeah. to build right, yeah. right color. I mean, it, it gives you a lot of versatility to you know create this stuff. Um, it, it's what works for us. All of these platforms are are really good for what they do. And uh, somebody who's doing something else, uh, a different type of show might find Altspace or Neos more beneficial to them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, when we, when we, I got to do the hero um, in Alien Rescue. Oh, it was nice. Friggin', friggin'. It is friggin' awesome. <laughs> it's good to see the cross pollination there. That's yes, awesome. Neos is Neos is really really cool, and we, we've been talking. Deirdre and I have been uh, planting some seeds with some other heavy hitters in the XR community that build in VR chat, but they only do VR uh, or uh, PC VR experiences. So we're thinking, well, I don't know. Can we can we produce something that's only PC VR and? How do we feel about that? And yeah. I mean, as long as we're creating and telling stories, I don't care where it's at. Nice. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to take a small bucket of possible consumers, right, and in an audience to to see your art, and then whittle it down to this teeny tiny little little part of that bucket. Yeah. And only those few people then can you know have that accessible. So I, I totally respect that, and I think. Uh, I think Quest, uh, if you want to, you know, share your art with as many people as possible, I think that's the way to go. Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Christopher or Color can give us uh, kind of some of his uh, last thoughts and, and closing remarks when it comes to this conversation we've been having. When you said that a few minutes ago, I thought long and hard. I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> I really... I really, I don't know if I have anything. It's just been a really wonderful conversation. Um, I, I like, uh, I mean, I guess just to, to end on a cheesy high note, like a lot of people in the, the comments were saying that they would love to do something like this, like dream job. And it's like, by all means do it. Uh, that's, that's yeah. one of the most things about the, the community being so small right now is, um, I, I, it's, how do we word this? It's, it's it's not hard to be seen um, for what you're doing right now. It's still a pretty small community. Um, so if you get your name, it's not that hard to get your name out there or or to let people know that this is what you're doing because we're like, 
you know, in, in one group message, half the, half the industry is aware of what you're doing, right. you know? So it's, and that's, um, that's one of our goals is to get as many people as we can creating in this space because we need people. Yeah. You know, it, it takes you around the world. Yeah. I'm to Taiwan next yeah. month because of that silly little gumball machine. Um, <laughs> who knew? So that's so awesome. Yeah. I like, we didn't like, even mention that. This is going to other countries, right? You have yeah. Uh, uh, Korea, the Gioi, G I I O I I, the VR story uh, telling company, uh, Gioi from Korea, they reached out to us and they. They love the show and they expressed dismay that it couldn't be shared with a wider Korean audience because of the language barrier and whatnot. So we ended up licensing the show to them. And uh, Christopher did a lot of work to help them turn it into a complete Korean language uh, experience. And then with Gumball Dreams, Keller, go ahead and tell them. Oh, well, which aspect? Well, the fact that it's it, going to... Yeah. So, so we were in a um, Kaohsiung Film Festival, um, you know, last month, and uh, and we ended up winning the grand prize for that, which was so lovely. And I got All to be right. the person to accept the award on behalf of the team, and it was just truly one of the most wonderful months of my life. I love that place, and you know, I, the whole time I was there, I was like, I'm moving here, I'm moving here, and I know that's cliche for a traveler <laughs> to say that, but no, I'm really doing it in three weeks. He is. Wow. That's so good. So but one of the one of the reasons for that is, um, uh, among other things, is because we won that festival, it gives them the rights to um, to show our piece for the next year. That's kind of like their whole one of their deals. Um, and usually that just means, you know, putting a headset on somebody and showing them a pre-recorded video. But because ours is is, is audience, uh, they, they approached me at that night after we were schmoozing at the after party. They're like, you know, so, you know. We basically have no choice but to convert your show to Mandarin now. And I was like, let's freaking do it. Let's go. <laughs> Run it. So you guys were in the credits world and you saw that when we when we activated the Korean credits world, you're going to have another offshoot and it's going to be the Mandarin world. And then <laughs> nice. Uh, Amazing. Looking for the Nigerian version and then the Lithuanian version. All of it. Right. So. Icelandic. <laughs> Icelandic. Yes, exactly. Well, Very cool. it's super awesome. You know, these are, it's like I said earlier, it's definitely whenever I do these, it's like looking into the future for me. It's like giving me a glimpse of like what the future of these kinds of experiences are going to be like. And, you know, honestly, it is inspiring. You know, like I am like sitting there thinking to myself, like, man, I could probably be one of these characters, you know, <laughs> like I could be an actor in one of these things and like hold character. And like, I think I could roll with the punches enough to pull this off, you know, and like, I don't know if I have time to do that, but like, it is inspiring, you know, like those yeah. thoughts do cross my mind when, when I'm in there and I'm experiencing that, you know, so, um, we uh, are very grateful for the opportunity to go in and experience these stories. Um, and we thank you for all of the blood, sweat, and tears that you're putting into this because anybody who's in the VR space knows that if you're like trying to become a millionaire tomorrow, not exactly the easiest place to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we really do appreciate you guys kind of like putting your best foot forward and doing everything you can to transport people and to help people experience something profound through your art. So thank you. Well, it's, it, it's great. It's great to know you both. And thank you for taking the time to see what we're up to um, and having us on your show. It's uh, it's a really amazing show you guys are doing and, and important for our community. So please keep it up. Thank you. 
We will. Thanks. We're going to keep doing it. You guys keep doing what, you, what you're doing, and, uh, you know, we'll check in before long, and uh, we'll both be in, in better and brighter places and just moving up and just making stuff happen. I love it. It's a very exciting time to be involved in all this stuff. Here's, yes. here's to 2023, everybody. 2023. Yeah. Cheers to 2023. Steve, Deidre, Christopher, Color. Thank you guys, the Ferryman Collective. We really appreciate you for joining us today and, and for all of your hard work. Um, stay in touch, and we'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Thank Salute. Talk to you right. later. Say goodbye to Ferryman Collective, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, Ferryman Collective. Thanks for, thanks for being on the streaming. They're gone. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a great show. And uh, I screwed up the sunscreen, no. too. Wow, I am just I'm just the worst. No, I'm just going to do that. No, you may, you're the best, bro. <laughs> like, but Dude, I'm, I'm very, I mean, I'm a little sad about uh, the video issues we've had. But, uh, you know, I feel like it was still a phenomenal show. And oh, of uh, I am glad that... That uh, they, we we got these guys on to be able to tell everybody about uh, the projects that, that they're that they're putting on for everybody, and to hopefully persuade some people to go out there and to do something new and exciting. Because VR isn't just about killing zombies, no. right? You can do all kinds of amazing things yeah. um, in VR. So and, I mean, this is just a passionate group yeah. of people, dude. Like, you yeah. can't do this without being passionate, you yes. know. And like he was saying, it's like, yeah, we're not making a ton of money doing this, you know. It's like. It's hard to make a lot of money in the VR space right it now, is. but everyone's still expecting to have these like truly profound, amazing experiences and like AAA kind of things. You know what I mean? So um, it's it is really appreciated um, by us and hopefully by all of you who are sitting here uh, listening to us and watching us on YouTube or Anchor or Spotify or iTunes or upload VR. All of those things. Um, and Everywhere you, and you all understand too that uh, it just takes passion and, and true blood, sweat, and tears to pull mm -hmm. this stuff off. So yep. you know, my hat goes off to anybody who's in the space. Like it's hard for me to just like shit on some garbage game because deep down I know that someone loved VR so much that they went yeah. and grinded on something for as best of their ability to try to contribute. You know, yeah. so and it's art, and, and it's it all art. art, and it is art. Yep, and games so. are art. Immersive theater is art, yep. you know, experiences in VR is, is art, movies and yep. photos, all this stuff is art. It's, it's amazing. So true that really awesome to be here. Um, Hey, shout out Mickey Burr. Right. Dude. Mickey right. Burr just slid into the da chat homie. right now. Oh, Mickey Burr. We love you, dude. Thank you Thank so you. much for, for helping, uh, get me a new headset and everything everything you do for the community you're always out there in all of everyone's chats supporting everybody and, and we just we see you and thank you Dude, appreciate you that's i mean yeah. i like i was worried for skiva when i like realized what happened i was like no and i like one of the first things i said i'm like okay are you okay <laughs> i know this is not something that you take lightly so the fact that you have helped get this guy back into an index so soon after yeah, right. the coffee incident which will be like the, the name, of, be like the name of our death metal band. <laughs> 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 I love but seriously, you're the I man. Thank it. you for real. And also thank you to everyone who's been watching. Thank you to our super generous, super chats today. 50 yes. bucks from Bobby Carlton, $105 from Rezzel VR Bluebell Damn. also with the donation. You guys are so amazing. amazing. We amazing. really appreciate your support. Um, you know, we're not doing this for the money either, but it's not exactly free for us to do this. So right. all any and all uh, money that we get through our Patreons, through our memberships or through the live chat donations, um, it means the world to us. So we really do appreciate you guys. And uh, it's never expected, never expected, but always so, so appreciated. So I hope you all know that.
Um, we absolutely love you guys. And, so, and now it's Christmas. It is. It is. It's Christmas. It's and next Christmas. week, right after Christmas, we're going to be back with a whole squad of people. We got uh, everyone's piling into uh, one or two camera feeds, and we're going to have uh, Grumpy Duck, Mrs. Grumpy Duck, uh, Frags, and your pal all coming on to one crazy. Like, it's, what a chaotic show is going to be! And I, I actually so much- didn't even know this was happening. Like, <laughs> I like look at the calendar like a few days ago. I'm like, what the. <laughs> this is good. Four? All of these guys are so funny, right? And girls. All of these guys and girls are so funny. And uh, to have them all on show is going to be hilarious and fantastic and entertaining. But they're 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 working on a project that they want us all to know about. Um, and so we're going to bring them on so they can. There's no them. way that one's going to make it to upload, is there? With grumpy. Oh on the God, show? I don't know. I don't know if we like, can keep yeah, those guys like uh, at maybe, bay with maybe their we language. We should just uh, take the gloves off when they come on and just say screw it and just. Yeah. No. Well, it's up to them, right? If they if they want the publicity of being on upload, they can see. We can see if we can. <laughs> I know. Grump, Grumpy Duck is. He is. Whew, yeah. He's a he's a lot, and yep. he's actually been on the show before. So yes. if you're yeah. interested in getting a, an idea of what we're talking about, yeah. feel free to dive back into the Between Realities catalog and check out that episode. Also, another time to worth mentioning that you should definitely be liked and subscribed to yep. this. So yes. Please like. Please subscribe. Please join us on our journey of doing all this. And secondly. Previous episodes of this show, hold up, like straight up, like we don't really do a whole lot of like news and like current events while we do talk about it from time to time. Ultimately, it's the people that have always been the focus of these conversations. And you can learn about all of these people that we've had on the show over the years. And it's still really works you know like they're, they're all contributing so much to virtual reality into this industry and that's why we have them on yep. so uh yeah go all back right. and check them out go back and check mm-hmm. out those episodes um especially when we do our break of the season which we haven't announced when that's going to happen yet but eventually we're going to have a break so you can get your be- between realities fixed by going and listening to previous episodes yep um merry christmas skiva merry christmas dude you're the man thanks for such you're an awesome man. year <laughs> and uh i look forward to 2023 me too brother me too and to all of you, every single person out there, whether you're watching live right now or you're watching afterwards, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. All, well, we'll be back before New Year, but happy everything. We love you guys. Oh, we're going to be back for the New Year. Oh, yeah, we've got mm-hmm. one more episode before yep. the New Year. Yep. It'll, be, it'll be after Christmas so we can talk about what Santa brought us. <laughs> right on. All right, let's do it. That's right. that. Have a good weekend, everyone, and we will see you next week with that whole crew of crazy peeps. And it's going to be awesome. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye Bye-bye.